Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And unfortunately, said mercenary company has not had a job in over a year. Funny that. Ah, oh, this economy. Anyway, good evening. Today we're going to be talking about magic. Now, I personally, as a player, I'm not a magic user. And, and the reason behind that has not been because I don't like mages, although they're not my favourite class in any kind of D&D &D or RPG game. Um, it, it's actually because I didn't understand what was going on with the different types of magic, how mana works, how personal mana works, or the rituals that go on in the background at Empire that to, I would say, entirely unqualified here, I would say most of the field isn't really involved in. If you look at um, Conclave, for example, there's your gathering of wizards uh, in the Empire, but if you had a gathering of warriors, for example, you'd feel that same tent many, many, many times over. And I think mages, uh, compared to, well, let's say non-magical citizens, um, are in a pretty small ratio. So I went ahead and found out a little bit more about magic, ritual skills, and how it all works, and I've simplified it into a bit of a cheat sheet. So what I'm going to do is go through that, give you guys some examples on how it works, and I've got a couple little jokes here and there, as always, uh, especially considering one of the, uh, essentially the flooding ritual that we, uh, we discovered recently, how we could go about casting that. But first things first, Magical skills. Broadly into two ca um, categories. You've got your personal and battle magic, so it's things like shatter, repel, heal. And then you've got ritual magic, which enables the casting of rituals. And this is, rather than being in person uh, or in combat, or, although you can do them in combat, they're typically done around a regio, like the one in Anvil, a site of magical uh, confluence and significance. Uh, that allows you to actually cast these uh, these types of rituals, and rather than um, you know making one person be struck down, they have an effect like everyone's farms uh, produces an extra ten rings for a season, or you enchant a particular person to have one usage of mass strike down or mass repel. Um, rituals are very powerful. There's lots of them per realm. They do lots of different things. Some are easy to cast, and some are hard. But before we jump into rituals, because that's a bit longer, let's just cover the base magician side. It's a uh, it's a two point skill. Uh, you take it when you're creating your um your hero, and just like when you take your know, hero points, for example, it opens up a plethora of other skills. Uh, but when you just buy magician, you get uh, something called personal mana. This is pretty much a mana crystal, but inside you. Num 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 and you get to recharge it every day. I believe you get four, yep, four personal mana per day. I can you, you can use these to cast spells like you would with a piece of crystal mana. Um, I really like the game design here where, you know, if we had to use mana crystals for literally every single spell, they would become incredibly valuable, considering that you only get sort of, I think it's seven, uh, seven basic per resource per event. I mean, a single magician, could burn through 10 
per battle, no problem, leaving none for the rituals that would come later on. So yeah, personal mana, I think is, it. well, by the rules side, literally is there to help you with battlefield magic and let, let's call it, um, is small tier insulting? I hope not. Small tier magician shenanigans. Now you can spend your XP on other things like extra mana, which gives you uh, two additional personal mana per day, which is very nice. Um, it does increase by one XP point every time you buy it, similar to Hero, where it gets um, progressively more expensive. So, you know, you're not, you can't really rock around with 16 personal mana. I think realistically, the most you can hope for is maybe eight to ten if you spec into it. Pretty hard, but getting two each time instead of one, like with Hero points, is pretty cool. You can also buy extra spells, so I think that the key ones you get are Detect Magic, Operate Portal, and Create Bond. Um, things like Heal, Shatter, Venom, that kind of that kind of spell, I believe you'll need to buy with the extra spell Hero Points. And do you know what, I can actually check that for you straight away. Because I've got the Empire, <laughs> I've got the Character Mancer literally in front of me at the moment. And once again, being on a uh, an audio medium, it's hard to really share and prove my point. But actually, you know what? I might be wrong. You do not get to buy those individual spells like Venom, Strike Down, and the like. Um, I think you just get them with Battle Mage. But let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, actually move on to those a little bit later. But for now, essentially, you can get extra mana of XP, extra personal mana, that is, get extra spells. And then finally, there's a mage skill called Battle Mage. And this allows you to use staffs and also wear something called Mage Armor. Um, the, the way I see this is it's a little bit like Weapon Master for mundane warriors. Uh, it allows you to use staffs or anything over 42 inches in length, which is coincidentally the same length as a standard sword in Empire. So if you don't take this, you can still use wands and rods. I think uh, a wand is like a dagger equivalent. A rod is like a sword equivalent. But a staff is anything over that. What it also allows you to do is wear mage armor, which is magical light armor uh, that allows you to still cast spells when you're wearing it. Ordinarily, you can't use magic when wearing armor, um, but it, it gives you two extra hits, but you don't get any protection against cleave or impale. So essentially, it's just light armor for mages. So that is the, the core of the, the battle mage side of things. And then we're going to go on to how the realms and the rituals work. But just before we do, I've uh, just opened the right page in front of me. Regular spells, things like um, Heal, Mend, Purify, Restore Limb, those are bought with XP. I just couldn't see it on the Character Mancer. My bad. Um, so yeah, uh, that's how you buy additional spells for being a, a frontline hand-to-hand uh, -hand mage. Let's jump on to the rituals, because this is where I, I think most people understand that side of things. It's kind of like buying you know, Cleaver and Pale as, as a mundane warrior. It's the same principle with mages. You spend XP, you get access to the spell, and then you use your magical ardor to uh, to cast it, otherwise known as personal mana. But anyway, um, I guess it's worth adding 
that you can also use crystal mana to cast these spells, but from a financial point of view, crystal mana is expensive. I think most mages will use up their personal mana before resorting to the sweet, sweet crystals that they might have stashed on them. Okay, so rituals. Ritual magic is different uh, to combat magic, as I said at the start. And the system, you often hear about uh, groups or covens that are used to cast big spells. You might also see um, a, a, a spell, sorry, a ritual. I've got to use the right terminology here. A ritual might have a magnitude, essentially a level, of 20. So how do you get to that 20 to cast it? Um, because that 20 is how much um, essentially magical power it needs to go off, or the, the magnitude. The way you contribute to that magnitude is by using ritualists. So this is separate to the, the battle mage skill. And what it allows you to do is actually take part in rituals. So I believe it's 1 XP. Let me open the character mancer again. Yep, it's, okay, 1 XP is not telling the whole story. If I want to start casting rituals, then I need to pick a, uh, a realm. So I've got spring, summer, autumn, winter, day, and night, uh, the six realms of magic. And for each XP I put into those, I get one rank of the respective lore. So if I spend 1 XP on spring lore, I can now take part in spring rituals. If I also spend one in summer, autumn, winter, day and night, which conveniently takes us to 8 XP, it means that I can take part in any ritual on the anvil field or otherwise. Because I know a little bit about each law or each realm, I can take part in those rituals. I cannot, even if I'm a rank bazillion spring ritualist, I cannot take part in a summer ritual if I do not have that skill. So it's very much making sure that if you're um, if you're casting rituals, you've got to understand the law on which you're casting. the the way it The way it works is it's got a few layers to it. So I'm going to try and make it as as simple as possible, or at least as simple as I made it in my smooth brain. But essentially, your ritual, uh, your ritual power, that the power you contribute to that magnitude is defined by how many mana crystals you burn. You cannot use personal mana, you've got to use your crystal mana. And when you think of a 200 magnitude ritual, that's where it starts to get really expensive. There's also limits on how much you can do. So if I'm a rank one, uh, a basically a, a basic bitch spring realm ritualist, I can't walk up with Apologies, I can walk up with 200, I, see, it, it's got some layers here, I can walk up to the Regio and do it. No, that is completely incorrect, apologies. <coughs> so, I, can own, I can't walk up to a Regio with 200 mana crystals and complete a 200 mag ritual. The reason being is that your contribution to the magnitude is capped by the rank of your realm law. So you know before when I said I was rank 1 in spring, I can only contribute 1 mag, and thus I can only burn 1 mana crystal. If I was rank 2, I can burn 2 mana crystals and contribute 2 to the magnitude.
So fundamentally, if I'm going to cast uh, a rank 2 ritual, which do exist, they're very low, um, as long as I'm a rank 2 spring, uh, let's say spring ritualist, um, I could do that with two mana crystals, no problem. Now that would that would be quite a a hard system to access, I think, if they'd left it that way. And of course, BD have not. There's a really cool mechanic called mastery. So whenever you learn a rank of um, any realm, you become a ritualist, and by default, you will have two rituals mastered within that lore. So if I'm rank one, if I'm rank one summer and rank one winter, for example, I'll have four mastered spells, two in summer, two in winter. Now being mastered means that when I contribute to a ritual, my effect is doubled. So let's go and say uh, I'm casting, my example on my sheet was Blessing of New Spring. Uh, this essentially adds plus 10 rings to a farm's output for the whole year. Um, it's, it's pretty cool, like, you know, 40 extra rings, that's two crowns. Um, a mana crystal will cost you about 35 rings, so you make a five ring profit. So if you've got you know, someone with, frankly, the time and the mastery of this ritual, you can just you know, pay for the crystal mana, get it done, and you make five rings automatically, profit per year. Not much, but it's a bit of fun, right? Now, the way that works is uh, by being ranked two, sorry, a magnitude two ritual, uh, there's a few different ways I can do this. So first of all, I can get one mage, who's got one rank of spring, so they can contribute one magnitude, but they've mastered this blessing of new spring ritual, which means that by contributing one, they actually generate two magnitude, and thus they hit two out of two for the requirements and the, and the, uh, the ritual is cast. This is really efficient because it only requires one mana crystal, keeps it cheap. Alternatively, I could have one mage who's got two ranks of the Spring Realm lore, but they don't have the spell uh, they don't have the ritual Blessing of New Spring mastered. So at this point, their effect is not doubled, but because they're ranked two, they can contribute two mana crystals and generate two magnitude towards the ritual and thus cast it. But you can see here using two mana crystals, that's a bit more expensive. Finally, what you could do is actually get a coven. So uh, the si I think the system, I might be wrong about this. The system is designed about single players, um, getting boosters, masteries, different realm ranks, that kind of stuff. But I think realistically players, in, in the example I had, I've got later on, if you're getting ideal circumstances, you're getting 18 per mage. 18 magnitude per mage at best. So when you look at these mag 50s, you're probably needing at least five, five to ten ritualists to get it off. Unless, of course, they're all highly specialized for that particular ritual, which is a thing in Anvil. So my final example was you get two mages rather than one, both of whom have at least one rank of Spring Realm Law, let's say one rank for argument's sake. And as a result, they can each contribute one mana crystal each, generating one magnitude. They haven't mastered it, so it doesn't double. And then as a result, you've got two out of two. Ritual is cast, and you spent two mana crystals. So I think this is the uh, potentially one of the least efficient ways, because you've got to get two people in one place instead of one. And also, it does cost two mana. 
However, what this does lend to the system is an extreme amount of flexibility. I'll talk about a few different mage builds I've built uh, towards the end of the episode. But essentially, if you, uh, if you put 1 XP into each Realm Lore, you can always help somebody out. And I think that's lovely. The final way you could do this is with one mage who's only rank 1 in spring and hasn't mastered it. So the, mas the, uh, the maximum they can do is contribute 1 magnitude. Until a booster comes into play. Um, I, I've used booster here, it's my own terminology. Um, essentially there are lots of different ways to actually increase your magical power, um, at least for rituals. Um, potions, for example. Um, I can't remember the name of the potion, but it gives you plus two rank, effective ranks of spring realm lore uh, for an afternoon, for example. Which means you go from rank one to rank three. That means you can contribute three crystal mana instead of just one and thus generate three magnitude by yourself instead of one. <coughs> so that's pretty cool. And the Anvil Regio itself always gives you plus one rank to whatever you're casting. So to everyone who, it's a very powerful Regio, lore-wise, and the ones you find on the battlefields or through skirmishes, for example, um, are less potent and don't have this effect. They might have other effects, who knows? But uh, the one in Anvil is pretty strong, and no matter what you're casting there, you get a buff. In the, the wider empire, there are regios to different realms, like a spring regio, some, summer regio, uh, day regio, for example. And they will, of course, buff their respective realms. But casting other realm spells there will be more difficult. So in the case of our simple Blessing of New Spring ritual, to get to magnitude 2, I, a mage who's rank 1 in the spring, walk in to the anvil regio and get plus one to my effective law skill taking me up to two i'm now allowed to burn two mana crystals because bear in mind i couldn't i can only use one because i'm rank one it doesn't matter how much mana i've got on me if i'm only rank one i can only burn one but now i'm rank two thanks to the regio i can burn two and successfully cast the ritual so there uh <laughs> Just to briefly summarise, four different ways you could do something at Mag 2 or a, l a low magnitude, essentially. Uh, you get multiple people, just rank 1, and you just smosh them together, and you pay all the mana crystals you need for that magnitude. Um, you bring in one mage who's got it mastered, and has you know at least one rank, and they can do it for essentially half the cost in mana crystals. Um, you could also bring in a more, let's call them a senior mage, who has rank 2 or rank 3 or rank 4 but you're still burning a one-to-one -one ratio of mana crystals to magnitude. And then finally, you could get a bunch of boosters like using potions. Um, there is special types of mana for each realm. So for spring, it's called spring viz, which counts as plus three instead of plus one when you burn it. So that's pretty cool. And there's lots of ways with the boosters you can get some pretty, or you could get some pretty silly buffs. However, another layer here, dear citizens, is that boosters, uh, as I called them, boosters, are capped at 200%. So the idea is you can never be triple your base rank. So if I'm rank 2, I can never add more than, well, plus 2 to plus 6 in a certain spell. So if I've got um, rank 2 lore, then I can have up to an additional 4 from boosters like potions and the Avril Regio. 
for a total of six. If I've got three, I can add on another six for a total of nine. Okay, so that is as an individual, uh, ignore the coven bit for a second, that's how as an individual you could go about casting some of these rituals. Now, they all require a variable amount of, um, of appropriate roleplay. I've seen 10 minutes a lot, and these rituals, they're meant to be very thematic, cinematic, and almost like, uh, especially in the League's case, literally drama, almost like a play, where you'll you'll take the themes that are on the wiki, so it might be, you know, the, with this, Blessing of New Spring. Let's have a quick look at the actual requirements for that. Or actually another one, Hallow of the Green World, which causes a uh, flooding in every Imperial territory. Uh, you've got to bring a map to take part in the ritual, and that's the focus, the loci of this uh, ritual. And, you know, you do your 10 minutes of role-playing, and boom, you've got yourself national flooding. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of different ways you can cast a um, cast a ritual, and they all have their cool different themes. I thoroughly encourage you to go and have a look on the wiki, and hopefully if... I mean, I've... <laughs> as you saw at the start of this explanation I've confused myself and this is after spending 30 minutes looking at it and writing notes so it, it can feel a bit dense but fundamentally you don't need to spec into everything uh, which is where we're going to come up to next where we go to covens so covens are simply a way of summing up numerous players and making sure that their contributions all combine together towards the magnitude of a ritual. Um, all the same rules apply to each member and it nothing crosses over. So for example, if I have something mastered, I can double my mana contribution to a big ritual. But if my mate hasn't got that mastered, then they don't get the benefit of mastery. They've still got to burn more mana, if they can, to meet my contributions uh, because I'm cool and I've mastered that ritual. So an, an example of a, let's call it a giga ritual, was that flooding one. Magnitude 200, it's a spring spell called Hallow of the Green World. So, use case number one is you could get 200 mages, 200 players, each with rank one of the spring realm lore. Now bear in mind, they, they can't be autumn or winter, they must be spring, at least one rank of spring to take part in a spring ritual. If they've got one across many different realms, great, but as long as the spring box is ticked on their character sheet, boom, they can take part. And in this case, they're all exclusively rank one. You've got 200 new players, let's say. They've got no masteries, no potions, no boosters of, uh, of any kind. Uh, they're doing this at a, a mundane regio. It'll cost you 200 mana. 200 mana crystals, a eye-watering cost. You give one crystal to each of these 200 new mages. They burn it in the uh, in the circle, and ta-da, you get the ritual off. Option two is that you get 100 mages, so half the original amount. They're still rank one, but they have the spell mastered. At this point, you co you're costing yourself 100 mana crystals. But because each one turns into two because of mastery, then it's only going to cost you 100 mana crystals instead of 200. Option three is that you get one mage with 
at least a hundred ranks in Spring Realm lore, and the spell mastered. This will cost you a hundred mana crystals because they're rank a hundred, which means they can burn a hundred. And then because they've mastered it, it doubles up to 200 and completes the ritual. This is obscene. Uh, no way this will ever, ever happen. And uh, I'll come on to it a little bit later. But yeah, that, that is stupid and it will never happen. So finally, to round off this example of Mag 200, a more likely use case. Let's say we've got a coven of mages. Uh, they each have Spring Realm 3. They're um, essentially a coven of dedicated spring ritualists. In this case, we could say for all of them have mastered uh, Hallow of the Green World, so their contributions double. They all have plus one rank from An from Anvil's Regio, so this takes them up to four spring four each. <coughs> and then finally, they have a ludicrous, uh, a possible but ludicrous, plus five from various other boosters and potions for a total of plus six on top of their three for a total of effectively spring realm rank nine this is legal because their basic of their basic realm rank of three if we triple that it goes to nine they're still within nine it's fine but if they wanted to go up to ten you would waste one rank of that and you're capped out at nine finally uh, the total per mage is that they can put in nine mana crystals each because they're rank 9, and that will generate 18 magnitude as they have mastered the ritual. So thus at the end, to work out how many ritualists we need with these uh, with these attributes, we take 200, divided by 18, we get 11.1. Because you can't have 0.1 of a player, you round it up to 12. So to cast this, we would need around about 12 rank 3 spring ritualists to cast Hallow of the Green World. Now, I really like that. Because if you think about, you know, sort of herding that many that many cats, getting 12 people in the same place is, I would say, a, a pretty impressive feat of organisation. Because you can get, you know, hundreds to turn up to battle, but it's literally uh, a, a weekend event with a fixed location. Uh, you look at things like Senator Conclave, they're fixed buildings, uh, I know the Anvil Regio is, is, um, is static, but you've got to go out and find 12 people, or if you yourself are one, 11 other people who are also rank 3 Spring Ritualists, which is very specialised, and they've mastered this particular spell. So getting 12 very rare people, I think, is an appropriate amount of difficulty, but at the same time, realistic. If I need, you know, the first example, gathering 200 people, I mean, that's just stupid. Getting 200 people in one place at one time in Anvil is pretty much impossible unless it's a battle. Uh, because some of them will be distracted on other quests they're doing. Some might be having some chill out time in their camp. Some might be drunk. And you will never, ever be able to get anything done with that kind of... If you required that kind of player base. 12 people is doable. And let's say we knocked off some of those uh, boosters. So you had rank... Two spring ritualists, which I think are, you know, could be fairly common, at least fairly common amongst mages in the VAR, perhaps. And they might not have that uh, that particular spell mastered, but you could still chuck crystal mana at them until they can cast it. 
It's also worth noting, actually, as a side note here, is that um, you can leave your masteries empty, so that um, at an event or between events, you can actually change what you've got mastered. Uh, I think you can do it between events. Let's say I've mastered two rituals. I can change one of them all the time. But what I could also do is leave my second one blank. So when I come from E2 to E3, I've got two brand new rituals that I've got mastered and I'm ready to cast. And for example, you can do this when you take a commission or if uh, a dastardly player like Ban Shattersong has come to talk to you about Whispers Through the Black Gate or Ephesus Scales as he needs to break down a stolen Navari um, artifact, then rather than saying, no, sorry, can't do that, you can take the bribe money and then next event cast it. So I really like the flexibility. And again, it's all about player role play interaction, socializing, I think it's a cool system. And I crunched a lot more numbers before I picked these these two examples, a rank two and a rank 200. And uh, yeah, you're, you're sitting around the sort of five to 10 people range for most spells. If they need to, um, if they're higher mag, you need, to, you need to get specialists or get more people. But you know, for the mag 50 ones, maybe between mag 30, mag 50, you can, I think as an individual, you can pull that together. So that's pretty cool. All right, then. I talked a bit about some pre-builds that I did. I'm going to go through them. Uh, the first one I did was uh, a magician. And they've got one rank in every single law. So spring, summer, autumn, winter, day, and night. Um, the pros of this, it, uh, it uses up all 8 XP of your character. So this is very much a ritual-based player. Um, they ob obviously they can go on the battlefield, but at that point they'll be fighting with uh, sword and shield, and they might as well put armor on because they can't cast spells in combat like this, um, apart from maybe detect magic, but that's kind of useless on the field. And um, as a result, you know, put your armor on, not missing out on anything. Anyway, this character, the pros of it is you can take part in literally any ritual. You've got all of the realms covered. You might not be able to do much. It's great for RP. You can turn up and help anybody. But you've only got two rituals mastered. And that is from a list of, well, six times 30. Which there's a huge amount of rituals per, um, per realm. And six times 30, you've only got um, two to pick from that you can master. It's going to be very limited or very niche what you do. And I think in reality, you'll leave them blank for commissions. However, it does sound like a lot of fun because you can just hang around at the uh, the Reggio and say to pretty much anybody, hey, do you need a hand? I can contribute one mana crystal. And <laughs> you might as well. Uh, in this case too, because it's Anvil Reggio. And if you've got uh, two crystal mana to burn, then yeah, take part. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, next up is the one I used in my uh, Giga ritual example. They're a rank three spring lore magician. So spring lore three costs you six character XP and then magician is your final two for your full eight. Um, this is for a hardcore spring ritualist. Uh, they still only have two mastered rituals uh, because they haven't taken the extra ritual skill. They still just get the basic two from their spring lore. But boy, will you nail each of those rituals at plus six basic. 
um, three for spring, and then because you've mastered them, you'll get plus six. <coughs> you've also got the potential to go up to plus 18, because you can have buffs up to plus nine, as we covered, and then if you've mastered that ritual, you've uh, you've doubled it. Um, you know, so two out of 30 in this case, out of your spring rituals to, to look at. So again, pick them carefully. But when you turn up to a spring ritual, you will have an impact. Finally, what I did was, uh, this would change for any lore, but I put uh, two points into Magician to get access, of course. Two ranks into Summer Lore, which is pretty cheap at 3 XP. And then also, I put three XP into Extra Ritual. Um, so Extra Ritual is only one XP each time you use it, and it gives you two Masteries. So that means three times two equals six. Plus my basic two from Summer Lore, I now have eight Rituals mastered. That's pretty good. Eight out of thirty. There's and you know, if you even if you ignore the the top tier ones, it's more like eight out of twenty. So you've got a damn good chance of being able to significantly contribute to these rituals or solo cast them. And then because you're uh, summer rank two and mastering, you're you're adding plus four to each cast. So um, you know, and if this is before you start incorporating boosters in and the like. So you can have a decent punchy impact and also um, really dig into the mastery side of things and be uh, have a greater bang for your buck, but you're still not as specialized as the previous example with the spring rank three. So there you have it. Those are my three use cases. There are more, and of course, it's your character. Pick what you want to do. But considering how it's taken me nearly six years of play to finally sit down and read the magical skills and still get them wrong on my own goddamn episode, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be intimidating for new players as well. So to round up, if you're going into battle, spend your magical skills on the... Uh, you need Magician Basic, but then go for Battle Mage and some extra spells. Maybe some extra mana as well, so you can cast heal more often. Or if you want to go offensive, take things like shatter and strike down and uh, destroy the enemy's shield wall. Finally, take battle mage so you can use a staff and stay at a safe distance and also look cool in your magical armor. If you want to go into the ritual route, you can dump all of your XP into one single lore and really contribute to those rituals on that lore. You can spread it out across every single one, hang out by the Reggio of a pint and offer to take part as a part of jolly cooperation for whatever's going on that day. And I think that actually might be, in, in my personal opinion, a really good way to try out the mage and ritual game. Because you'll be, literally, you can be involved in anything there. You'll need access to Crystal Manor, but if you take uh, a... Gosh, I've forgotten the actual name for it, but the Mana Crystal resource... So you've got Herb Gardens, Crystal, no, it's not Forest. Gosh, I really should know this. Um, essentially, the resource that produces Mana Crystals, you get seven of them. And, you know, across the weekend, you might be able to take part in seven rituals, that, you know, sort of contributing one magnitude to each one. And then finally, uh, which might be better for your second character, or once you've respect, because, of course, if you... Play your character for one event, hate it. You can always write into PD and just redo your XP. 
but keep your character the same because of course you want to keep that uh, keep your personality um maybe go two ranks into the lore that you like and then take some extra rituals so you've got some more spells mastered or even you know just do two spring two summer one autumn for example and limit the amount of um realms that you take part in but again have a bigger bank for your fuck finally and especially on the ritual side having friends um is great i personally don't have 11 friends in reality i don't have any but um fight i guess go on facebook uh chat in the discords as well for each nation you'll probably find other mages and if you actually go on the character mancer uh on pd site and you go to details uh, apologies let me just pick a resource a mana site that's it a mana site is the personal resource that produces mana unsurprisingly if i go to details and you go to groups it's the final slide on the character mancer you can actually see a drop down list of covens in your particular nation so you could always go in there and it's so most of them don't have, uh, I'm looking at Brass Coast at the moment, they don't have descriptive names, so I don't know what they specialize in. Um, but at the same time, you can always just say, hey, the uh, in this case, the Hall of Assassins. That sounds spicy. Go on Facebook, go to the Brass Coast page and say, hi, I would like to be part of a, a ritual group. And I see the Hall of Assassins on the character mancer. Could somebody please do a little soft intro, perhaps, and see if this is something i can be part of and that is how you meet your big groups of chums and friends who will be your friends for years to come so anyway i've prattled on long enough about mages uh, for me personally whilst this is really cool to look into i don't think i'll be doing it for my next character although i can i think if um i, I personally like combat a lot you might not have noticed but i love it if I ever uh, get like an OC injury and I need to take it easy, I think being a ritualist would be a lot of fun because um, I can still walk there um, or if I'm on crutches, I can limp there to uh, to the actual Anvil Regio. Take part in a ritual, use lots of vocals, bring a cool little map or some other loci to make the ritual look cool. Dance around a little bit, wave things around, throw some glitter in the air, that kind of stuff. And have a really cool time doing it and of course make some new friends which i uh desperately need so anyway travel safe on your trods dear citizens and i look forward to seeing you again next time